Right, we're up to Yud Gimel Omad Base. Yud Gimel Omad Base. It's where the where it gets wide. The first where it gets wide. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven lines. Seven lines down. I saw somewhere Pshat Echod, because we said you know you've got to have concentration on Echod. So the Aleph stands as one Hashem. The Ches stands for, we said here, Shemayim Ve'oret, because there's seven heavens, and Ve'oret, so that's eight. And the Dalad is the Abaruchas, all the four sides. So we moved over to this side, because it's uh, a bit warmer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In answer to your question, Danny, last week, yes. You do not, Valkyria mm-hmm. does not have to understand what he is saying. Really? Yeah? yeah. And as um, uh, Victor said last week, perhaps you want to repeat what you said about the difference between Lashon Akadish and English? Oh, yes. The, the, uh, the world was created with using the 32 letters of the Alice base. And therefore, if a person doesn't in Lashon Akadish, without understanding, it has great effect in heaven. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so generally, generally the rule is, as we said last week, that if you say, if you say something in Lashon Hakodesh, right, then you don't have to understand it. If you say it in another language, then you do. The condition is that you do it. Yeah, I'm not going to Kavona. Let's say you say Yeah, right. That we're going to discuss that's tonight. That's actually, Rami mentioned that in his share yeah. last night. Yeah. He said that since we come to Shabbos, we come every yeah. morning to Daven. Yeah. What, we're there for Kavona, you know, even if you don't literally have it, uh-huh. well, you're, you're there, that's, that's, conscious that's conscious why you're there, he said, what yeah. you end up being sure for, that's apparently, that's, he put in another person talking about me. Could be, but anyway, we're coming, with this, we're actually discussing tonight in our Gomorrah, so we're now up to, what do we say, six, seven lines, What's from where it gets wider, Yud Gimel Omad's face, Omad of Nothing. You'd give on a base. The first way it gets wider. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven lines down. Omrav Nosson, you got it? Yeah. Okay. Omrav Nosson by my ukfa Omrav Yehuda. Allah vavecho be'amida. Which means you've got the posuk of Allah vavecho. V'hoyu advar me'ela shanach mitav chayam Allah vavecho. So the Allah vavecho you've got to be standing up for. That's what the Gemara says. Ask the Gemara, Allah Vavecho, Salkadatoch. Just for the words, Allah Vavecho, it's in the middle of a posuk, so to say. No, Allah what it means is, Ad Allah Vavecho Be'amida, that you've got to say from the beginning of Shema Yisrael, and then Baruch Shem, Vahapto, etc., etc., and Vahoyu Advarama Eila Shemach Mitav Chayam, Allah Vavecho, until there, the first three Pesukim. You've got to say standing up. We, we, we will see in a minute what this means. But from then onwards, after the Cholavavecho, you don't have to. Explains Rashi, what are we talking about? We're not talking about that. If you're sitting down, you have to stand up. Because we learnt the Furush in the Mishnah that that's also, because that goes according to Beishanai, who says that if you're sitting, you have to be standing up and so on in, in, in the morning and so on. No, what it means is, we say that when you're going on the way, so the point is like this, when you're walking on the way, you can say Krishna. However, what this Gemara is telling you is that the first three Psukim, you should stand still. Oh. So even Beis Hillel would agree 
right? Because Beis Hillel says you can say it, you can do it while you're walking, while you're sitting, while you're standing, in any sort of position at all. Even Beis Hillel would agree, because you want to have Kavona, so therefore the first three Pesukim, you should stand still and not carry on walking. That's what it means. Rabbi Yochan Omar, Rabbi Yochan disagrees, and he says, no, Kolapasha Kulavamida, not only until Alavavachal, but the whole of the first paragraph till Uvisharachal, uh, you've got to say standing up. Why? Because Rabbi Yochan Tamein, Rabbi Yochan goes, follows his opinion, that on Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan, we said last week, Halachah Krav Achashomashim Rabbi Yehuda, that Halachah is like Rabbi Achan and then Rabbi Yehuda, who said that you've got to have Kavona while saying the whole first paragraph of Shema and therefore since you need to have Kavona for the whole first paragraph of Shema if you're walking on the way you've got to stop for the whole paragraph of Shema Halach Lemaitha is that you only have to stop for the first Pesach right? only for Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echod and the Shulchan Aruch says that Baruch Shem is included in that in other words even though Baruch Shem is added on Baruch Shem is not, if you look in the Pasha, in the Torah of Shema Yisrael, it hasn't got Baruch Shem. Nevertheless, Baruch Shem has got the same message as Shema Yisrael, that Hashem is one, and therefore, that's included. The same way that you have to have Kavona, he says, for the first Pasha, for the first Apothek, that includes Baruch Shem as well. And in fact, there's Halachas in Shulchan Aruch, why hence if you didn't have Kavona, you're supposed to repeat it. So if, for example, you came to the end of it, you said, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad, and you remind yourself, hang on a minute, <coughs> I was miles away, I was thinking about something else, you've got to repeat it. Now there's a difference when you repeat it at home, or you repeat it B'tzibur. If you repeat it B'tzibur, you should say it quietly. Because if somebody hears you saying Shema Yisrael twice, they might think, like you're done to two gods, you said Shema Yisrael twice. Whereas at home, nobody else hears it, you can say it loud. There's even a halacha, what happens if you're in the middle of a Hayam Shemaya and you, and you realize that you didn't say Shema Yisrael with Kavona? Then it says what you should do is you should finish Vahayam Shemaya. This is all in Shulchan Aruch with, with Mr. Burr. Finish Vahayam Shemaya. Then go back to Shema Yisrael up to the first paragraph of Visharecha and then go, then go on to the third paragraph of Vayama. If you're in the middle of a Hayam Shema, and, then you, f- f- and, f- and f- you realize that you did not have Kavana when you said yeah. Shema Yisrael, <coughs> then you should finish the Hayam Shema. And then go on to Shema Yisrael. Then go back to Shema Yisrael, say the whole first paragraph so of Shema Yisrael, and then go on to Vayoma. Yeah. Do we yeah. have to know that? Yeah, well, that, that's what it says in the Shulchan Aruch, in the Mishnah Because I've yeah. had loads of times yeah. on yeah. Yeah. Right? Because the point is like this, that... Um, you know the question on it is you might think that you're saying it backwards because you're saying we, we said we, we, we're going to learn again but we learned it last year we learned that from Vahoyu that you shouldn't read backwards now if you're saying Shema and then you're going straight on to Vayama because you already said Vahoyam Shema it's like it, it might, you might think it's like you're reading it backwards you're reading it out of sequence but the answer is, we said that yesterday, we said last week, that reading the Mafreya means that you either say the Pesukim in the wrong order, or you say the words in the wrong order. So, for example, instead of saying Vahoyu Advarim you say Ha'ela Advarim Vahoyu, that is the Mafreya. But we'll come to that again. Tom Ravala. Let me put it this way. This Shia is nothing to do with Psak. I'm just telling you what I read in Shulchan Aruch and Mishnah If you want a Psak, there's a rabbi here, you go to him. Ton Rabbonon. 
שמה ישראל השם אלוקינו השם אחד זו קריאה שמה של רבי יהודה הנוסי. This was how Rabbi Yehuda Hanosi recited Shema. In other words, he just said the first pasuk. Right? Why was that? Why was that the case? Why did he only say Shema Yisrael? Because he spent all the time he was teaching Torah, and therefore he didn't want to interrupt. So he just said the first pasuk. Amalei Reb Rav Reb Chia. Rav says Reb Chia lechazina lele Rebbe de makabel leol machashemayim. I never saw Rebbe be makabel machashemayim. In other words, I never saw him saying Shema. Amalei Reb Chia said to him, "Ba'pachti." Means it's it's a respected, a title of respect, son of nobles, right? Which is like you've got in the Megillah, you've got it's a pachos, achashtafenim, pachos princes. It's just a it's, it's a a title of respect. But Shah, I want to tell you something. You might think that when he puts his hands over his face, he might be scratching himself or something like that. He's not. But Shah Shemavi Yodav at the time when he passes his hands over his face, makabelavol machashemayim. When he puts his hands over his face in the middle of the Shia, he's actually saying Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echod. And in fact, that is where, that is the source for us putting our hands over our eyes of, when we say Shema Yisrael. So, that, that is when he says Shema Yisrael. So now the question is like this. After finishing his Shia, did Rebbe go and say the whole of Shema? Or did he not finish it? Did he not sort of say the whole Shema from beginning to end after the Shia finished? During the Shia, he was teaching, so he was only a couple of other ones about saying Shema Yisrael, he put his hand over his eye and said Shema Yisrael, Shema Yisrael, Shema Yisrael. The question was, when the Shia finished, did he um, say the whole of Shema or not? And there's discussion amongst the Mephoshim, are we talking about when he finished, was that after the Zman? And Tzadzah the Rosh says it must be after the Zman because if it was still during the Zman, the time when he could say Shema, for sure there would be no Shal in the Gemara, he would have to say it. Because he's finished his Shia, it's still the Zman of Kriya Shema, he'd have to say it. So Tzadzah the Rosh, we're talking about it was after the time. But since he had only said the one Pesach during the time when he was giving the Shia, which was okay, did he repeat it afterwards or not? And that's the Machlaikas. So Amalebat Kapala Shimon Berebi. According to me, I say that Rebbe did not repeat the Shema after the Shia. This is why Rebbe, every day during the Shia, used to find a vault, used to connect it with Yitzhak Mitzrayim. Every day during the Shia, Rebbe used to say a vault on Yitzhak Mitzrayim. So, so he says, so Bakapon says, According to me, this fits in very well. Why did he find a vault connected with Yitzhak Mitzrayim every day in the Shia? Because he didn't say it afterwards, and he wanted to be yoked to Yitzhak Mitzrayim, so he said it during the Shia. But according to you, you say that after the Shia, he finished on he said the whole of Shema, and that includes Yitzhak Mitzrayim, the last Pasha. Why did he have to find a vault during the Shia about Yitzhak Mitzrayim. He's going to say it afterwards in any case. So answer Rabbi Shimon, answer Gail, Even though he was going to repeat it afterwards, but he wanted to say Kriya Shema at the time of Kriya Shema, the Zaman Kriya Shema. And the Zaman Kriya Shema well, is while he was giving during the, is, is during the time that he was giving the Shia, he wanted to also be at the time, that was the time of Kriya Shema, and therefore he wanted to be Yitzhak Mitzrayim. 
So he would say a vault about Yitzhak Mitzrayim to cover it during the Shia, even though he was going to repeat it afterwards, because afterwards was not the time anymore. Omar of Ilabrad Rav Shmuel Bamat Mishmeh Derav. Omar Ashmai Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echod Venenas Bishina. He said Shmai Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echod, and he was fully alert. Venenas Bishina. After that, he was overcome by sleep. Right? As can well happen. <laughs> right? Now the point is Yotza is Yotza. So again, the Mephoshim explain. It doesn't mean that after Shmai Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echod, he fell into a deep sleep. Because you're not Yaitza, Kriya Shema, if you just say one Pothuk and that's it. Right? And in fact, in Alokha it says that, Shulchan Aruch says that. What it means is that he was fully alert while he said Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. When it came to the rest of the Shema, he was sort of saying it half dozing off. He was in and out of sleep, but not that he fell asleep and he didn't say it. He said it, but he was dozing off. So, uh, so he's Yaitza. And Rav Nachman said to his servant Zoru, If you see me dozing off during the first, first possible of Shema, shake me, prod me, wake me up, I'm fully alert, and I'll say it. It's very like a Saron. But for more, the rest of the Shema, if you see me dozing off, let me doze off. <laughs> let me enjoy my sleep. Alright? Rav Yosef, Rav Rav Yosef said to Rav Yosef, son of Rabbah, Abu Ovid, what would your father do in order to stay awake during Shema? Amalei. Rav said to him, Bipsuka Kama Havakumata While he was saying the first possible of Shema, he would discomfort himself. In other words, he would, he would try everything he could to be alert and stay awake. Tvei live in the But the rest of it, now, if he felt oh, very tired and he felt he was dozing off a little bit, so he would doze off and say Shema like that. So this is a, again, this is a corroboration, this is a proof of what we just said. Omar Rav Yosef, a new thing. Prakta la yikra kriya shema. Somebody who lies on his back should not say kriya shema. Says the Gemara, mikra huda la Now, what you're saying is that only he shouldn't read shema on his back. Hamignashapitomi implies that if you're sleeping on your back, that's okay. Levi disapproved strongly of somebody who sleeps on his back. Explains Rashi, what's the problem about sleeping on your back? Perhaps on is a light amount of Look at Rashi. Shema is kasha evorai. He might become aroused, but also while he's sleeping. For nearer if he's lying on his back, he can be seen by other people for dark night, and that is not very appropriate. So therefore. So Rabbi Shur ben Levi said he cursed people, he disapproves of people who even sleep that way. So why do we say in the Gemara, Praktana Yikra Krishma, Mashma Krishma, he can't do it, but sleeping he can, and sleeping also he shouldn't do it. So Amr, they answer as follows, Migna Kimakla Shapadomi. When you're sleeping, if you incline a little bit to the side, it's okay. Either because if people won't see it or there's another another shot that people say when, when you're lying on your back it might be your hands might touch your Ava and arouse it so whereas if you're lying on the side the hand won't touch it so when you're lying on the side that's okay when you're sleeping however Mikra when you're reciting Krishna even if your client's a little bit on his side it's also <laughs> forbidden because there's not a dark cover to say Krishna like that you've got to go completely on your side that is covered. Ask the Gemara for Rabbi Yochanan but Rabbi Yochanan he only sort of inclined slightly and he said the Shema. 
So we see, I, Rabbi Yochanan wouldn't have done something which is not Terach Kovet. Rabbi Yochanan was very heavy. And therefore it was impossible, physically impossible for him, right, to lie that, to, to completely turn round and incline himself. Therefore he was allowed to incline just a little bit, even though normally one shouldn't do that, because it's not Terach Kovet to reach Kroshma like that. But since Rabbi Yochanan was a Balboth, he was heavy, he physically couldn't do it. Okay. Now, I'm going to give out these pieces of paper again, because we're going back to this. One, two... Sorry? Oh, you got it from last week? Yeah, yeah. Here. If you got it from last week, okay. If not, take one. <coughs> right. Now... If we go back to the Mishnah, which is the Mishnah on Yud Gimel Amadalas, we said like this: Baprokim, this is Baprokim Shail Mepnei Kovod or Meshiv. Baprokim means Bein Aprokim, which the, the Mishnah explained when that is. Between the paragraphs, Shail, you can initiate a greeting to somebody Mepnei Kovod if it's an Odom Nechbod, an important person, or Meshiv, an answer. It doesn't say whether it's Meshiv Mepnei Kovod or Meshim Tayyir, it just says, or Meshim. So now the Gemara is going to ask, what does, when Rabbeinu says, Shalom at Pnei HaKovod, or Meshiv, what does he mean by or Meshiv? So now let's go to the Gemara. By Prokim so it says, Rabbeinu says, Meshiv, by Prokim Shalom at Pnei HaKovod, or Meshiv. Now, or Meshiv Machmas Mai, asked the Gemara. For the sake of what can you return a greeting? Ilema, if you want to say it's mipnei covered because of covered. Hashem mishul shoel. If you can actually initiate a greeting for somebody's covered, adul meboyer. Is it necessary to teach us that you can reply? Reply is always more makeal than starting the greeting. So if you can start a greeting for an adam nechbad. Certainly you can reply to other Nechbud Greek you can reply. So the Gemara, the Mishnah wouldn't be coming to tell us that. Alright, so what is it so so what can we say then? Shah Mipnaya covered, we know that because it says that in the Mishnah. And the May and just says well, Meshiv, Meshiv must be Meshiv Shalom Khalodam, one Madrega down. Because it's not going to teach you the same Shah Mipnaya covered, Meshiv Mipnaya covered, because if it can be Shah Mipnaya covered, I thought you can be Meshiv Mipnaya covered. That one mandrake down is not only for an Odom Nechbod, but Meshav Shalom Achol Odom. Uh, even if it's not an Odom Nechbod. Amos Sefer, look at the end, the latter part of the Mishnah, Rameyah says, of the end site in the middle, right, Shayom Mepnei Hayira, or Meshav. Let's have a look here on that piece of paper, on the left hand side, Emsar Perek, in the middle of the Perek, Rameyah says, Shayom Mepnei Hayira, or Meshav, it says. I've just put Meshav, I'll put the, 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 um, the, the, the italics there. What do you call them? When, when you, you know, what do you call these lines there? When it's the same ditto, as the line above. Ditto. Ditto, ditto, yeah, ditto. I put the ditto there because I'm, I'm doing it according to the Mascona of the Gomorrah. But the actual mission says, Shalom Epnayira or Meshav. So again, ask the Gomorrah. For enter Shalom Epnayira or Meshav. Meshav Machmas Mai. You can answer for what? If you want to say the same way that Shalom Epnei Yira Bamsar Perek and it's Meshim Epnei Yira what's the Gemara need to tell us of all? Hashtag Mishal Shal If you can initiate a greeting because of Yira because you're scared somebody will kill you I don't know 
do you have to, is it necessary to teach us that he can return a greeting for that reason for Europe? No. Obviously he might. Ella, so what does Romer mean? Meshiv means, Meshiv Mepnei covered. Right? So in other words, Shoyal Mepnei Yera. But Meshiv, which is less, Meshiv can even answer, Mepnei covered. Right? So according to this explanation, what have we got? We've got here that according to Romer, is Meshiv, that in the, in the Paprokim is Meshiv Lecholodom. And for Emsa is Meishiv Mepnei HaKovod. Now, Gemara asks a brilliant question. Hanj Rabbi Yehuda. The way we've learnt it, this is exactly what Rabbi Yehuda says. Because look at Rabbi Yehuda. Let's have a look at the, the right hand side. Bein HaProkim. Shail, you'll see, Shail is always agreed by Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda. There's no argument. Shail Mepnei HaKovod and Shail and, and, and Rabbi Huda also said that Ramea says Shon Pnei covered. Rabbi Huda says Shon Pnei covered. And for Emsa Perik, Ramea says Shon Pnei and Rabbi Huda says Shon Pnei There's no argument at all. Where is the argument regarding Meshiv? Now, if you want to say what Ramea really means is Meshiv Shalom Lacholod or Ben Aprokim, and Meshiv Pnei covered by Emsa Perik, that's exactly what Rabbi Huda says. So it can't be that because there's a machlokas in the Mishnah between Ramea and Rabbi Huda. So the way we've learnt it, it would come out that Ramea and Rabbi Yehuda are saying the same thing. Well, that can't be, because it's presented as a machlokas in the Gemara, in the Mishnah. How did Rabbi Yehuda? That's what Rabbi Yehuda said just now, because we learnt it in the Mishnah. Rabbi Yehuda, I'm a, but Emsa Shalom Ipnei Yero, or Meshem Ipnei Akovod. Well, Prokim Shalom Ipnei Akovod, or Meshem Shalom Lacholodon. So it must be a different explanation. So answer Gemara, yes, it is a different explanation. Chasurim Master Vahachim There were words missing in the Mishnah, and it should be read as follows. Baprokim Shail Mipnei HaKovod Right, so Baprokim, if you look on the right hand side, Bein HaProkim, Rameya says, number one there, Shail Mipnei HaKovod The Ainsar Chalai Meshul Meshiv And we don't even need to say okay. that he can reply, Mipnei HaKovod It's obvious, if it's Shail Mipnei HaKovod, certainly can be Meshiv But the Ainsar Chalai that's what he should have said So then it makes sense now so if you look at right now, Ramea says Shon Pnei Kovod and Ensor Cholayma Meishon Pnei Kovod and similarly when it comes to Ramea but Ensor Perik is Shon Pnei Yero but Ensor Cholayma that Meishon Pnei Yero and then we see the Ramea and Rabbi Yehuda say different things altogether but Prokim Shon Pnei Kovod Ensor Cholayma Shon Meishiv over Ensor in the middle Shon Pnei Yero but Ensor Cholayma Shon Meishiv did Ramea Rabbi Huda Omer Be'emsa Shalom Epnei Yerah Meishim Epnei Akovod Aprochim Shalom Epnei Akovod Meishim Shalom Lecholod In other words the mission is telling us that there's no Chidush in the Meishim of Ramea Right? If you look again on the right hand side what Ramea says Shalom Epnei Akovod and there's no Chidush to say Meishim Epnei Akovod because in Sarkhlomi you don't have to tell us that it's obvious but just as a Meishim Meishim Epnei Akovod in other words, Baprokim, Shalom Epnei Akovod, Ensoch Lomish, and Meishim Epnei Akovod. And when it comes to Ensoch Perek, Shalom Epnei Akovod, Ensoch Lomish, Meishim Epnei Akovod. So if you have a look at that piece of paper now, that is the Moskona of that Rameya says Shalom Epnei Akovod, means another Nechbod, and Meishim Epnei Akovod, and Ben Aprokim. And Ensoch Perek, Rameya says Shalom Epnei Akovod, and Meishim Epnei Akovod. A little bit complicated that but I, I, I try to make it a little bit easier by writing it down anyway Tanya Namahoki 
We've learned a brisa which backs up. Now we just said in the, in the Mishnah that the Mishnah is chasur mechsan of achin We left out certain words that for ain't sarach In other words, shomet pnei kovod, but ain't sarach lomim shomeshim pnei kovod. And similarly, for emtzar shomet pnei yira, but ain't sarach lomim shomeshim. So we're adding these words in the Mishnah. Explains this brisa that the word, we, we find a brisa which actually says those words. So it shows oh. that we've interpreted that the Gemara's interpretation of the correct. Mishnah is exactly is correct. It's backed up by Brisa where it says it where it mentions those words Mefurish, as it says. He recites the Shema and he sees his Rebbe or anyone greater than himself. These are words that we wanted to add into the Mishnah. We say Mefurish here in the Brisa. The Emsa Shomet Pnei Yira. The Emsa Shomet Pnei Yira. The Emsa Shomet Pnei Yira. Rebuda Omer Rebuda says the Emsa Shomet Pnei Yira. Meishim Pnei Kovod. As we got rid of our papers, the Prophet Shomet Pnei Kovod. Meishim Shalom Nachal Ovon. Bominei Achi Tana the Bar of Chia Merab Chia. Achi, he was a teacher of Brisas. And he was in the yeshiva of Rabchia. And so he asked Rabchia, the Rosh Hashiva, the halal of a Megillah Masha Yassi. The halachas of Krishna we've just had, whether it's Rabbi Meir or whether it's Rabbi Yehuda, exactly when you can be Masit, Shail, or Meshiv, etc., etc. Do these, do these uh, halachas of Hafsoka, of interrupting, do they apply by halal and Megillah as well? In other words, if you're in the, in the middle of halal, or you're in the middle of Megillah, can you also shy on the Pnei covered or shy on the Pnei Yer, or whatever it, is, whatever it is. So, what are the two stories to that? Look at the Gemara. Amrita Kavachaima. Do we say Kavachaima? Kriya Shema Deraisa Paisik. If already at Kriya Shema, which is a, a Mitzvah Midaraisa, you're allowed to interrupt, shy on the Meshav, etc. Halal the Rabbonah Mibayah. Halal, which is only a Midarabonah, it's not Midaraisa. Mm-hmm. It's obvious that we can allow to greet. That's one side of the shala. I do do we say Bisuminissa Odif? Bisuminissa means you're publicizing the miracle, the great miracle that happened in the Megillah. Or on Hallel, we're also stating the miracles of the Fosh, either we're explaining the miracles of, that happen to us every day, or we're explaining the miracles of the Yontif when we say the Hallel. For Pesach, it's Mishraim, for Sukkot, for the Kibasukkot, for Shabtis, for Neistral, etc., etc. But there's a Bisuminissa. So does Basuma Nissa override the, interrupt. the, the, the interruption? You can't interrupt. You can be posted, you can interrupt, and there's nothing wrong with that at it's all. It's talking about McGinnis, it's talking about McGinnis Esther, isn't it? Yeah, McGinnis Esther, yeah. yeah. No, he says you can be shy, according to this, what's what, Allah is another thing, but he's saying according to this, you can be shy and you can be a mayship. So in other words, if you see somebody, you can greet them. Yeah, I'm saying according to Allah, you can't. Well, you must miss one word. Alright, okay, well, I mean, I'm saying, we're just going to do the Gemara now, we're not saying that Allah, what Allah is. So, Pesach is the Eimbekach Club. Now, it's a, quite a strange way to answer, so the Mephoshim explain, what's Pesach is the Eimbekach Club? You should just say Pesach, you can be Pesach, you can interrupt. What's Pesach is the Eimbekach Club? The word bakach means with that there's nothing wrong to be shy of a major of a person. But just to be poisoned to talk to foreign battalion, that you certainly can't. Right. That's poisoned for Embakach Club. Omar Rabba, says Rabba. On the days that even a Yochid individual has got to complete an entire halal, which are 18 days, it's 8 days of Hanukkah, it's 8 days of Sukkot, it's 16, and the first two days of Pesach. Sorry, it's 18 days. In the, in the, what do you call it, 
in the um, in the Kutzla um, we've got another three days because we've got an extra day Sukkot, extra day um, Pesach. No, Pesach. Uh, yeah, yeah, extra yeah, day, one day. Extra day Pesach, yeah, they've got one day, they've got two days, two days, and there's, and, and Shavuos, yeah, and Shavuos, uh, no, uh, and Shavuos, yeah, and there's 21 days, when we say the full Hallel, and in Israel there's 18 days, so he says like this, on the days, he makes a difference between when there's full Hallel or half Hallel, is a completely different thing of full Hallel and half Hallel, Right, one of the reasons why we say on on Chalamod Sukkos, Shabbos Chalamod Sukkos, we say the Broch of Sukkos in the Haftarah at the end, Makadish Yisrael does money, Shabbos Yisrael does money, if we say full Hallel. Where Shabbos Chalamod Pesach, we only say half Hallel after the first two days, so you don't mention the answer. But there are various Nafkamillas. But in any case, what he says is, on the days where you have complete Hallel, you can interrupt between, uh, between the paragraphs, even from Odom Nechbod, the Emsa Perik ain't a place. But during during the middle of a paragraph, you can't cannot interrupt. What for You cannot interrupt. It means you can't interrupt from Odom Nechbod, but you can uh, you can greet uh, you, somebody if you fear for your life. And the days when it's only half Halal, e.g. Rishchodesh or the last days of Pesach. Then I feel about parak place that you can interrupt even in the middle of a parak paragraph to greet another nechbod and certainly to somebody who he fears. Ask more Aidan's not so. There's a little story here now. But, but how can you say on days where there's any half hail you're allowed to interrupt even in the middle of a parak to greet somebody for other nechbod for the sake of his honor? But Rav Shabbat to look up Ravina. Rav Shabbat once happened. Oh. To, he saw Ravina. And it was on the say on the Rosh Chodesh when there wasn't full Hallel. But like Posikle, Ravina did not interrupt his, his recital of Hallel for him. So, so, so we can see that mm-hmm. you can't interrupt. Shana Rav Shabba, Rav Shabba was different. For him, for Ravina, Rav Shabba was not prominent enough in his eyes for him to greet. Because we had before, we had before the Bryce has said, yeah, and he sees either his Rebbe or God will remember somebody greater than him. So since this Rebbe Shabbat was not greater, was not the Rebbe of Ravina, nor was he greater than him, therefore he didn't stop even on days where it was only half half Halel. Ashen again, was a teacher of Bryce's in Rav Ami, as he asked the Rashi Rav Ami, he asked him a question. Somebody who is fasting, is he allowed to taste something? In other words, taste something without swallowing it. Right? Again, what are the two stodim? Do we say, He accepted upon himself not to eat and drink. He's not. He's not eating it, he's not drinking it, it's just in his mouth, he's tasting it. Because the reason why he wanted to taste it, it says Rashi is, because to see if it needed any salt or seasoning on it. I do would you say He accepted upon himself not to have benefit from it. But Ika and in this case there is benefit, even though he doesn't swallow it, it still gives him a certain sort of benefit just to to, to, to have it in his mouth. So Omalay, Sir Ami said to Ashan Tayamba He can taste the food and there's nothing wrong with it at all. 
Now, the question is, why does this Gemara come up? We're talking about crucial, man. I'm going to talk about salting and tasting and all the rest of it. Two answers are given. Either because it's very similar, before we had um, Eichi, who was a teacher of Brysas, and he was in the yeshiva of Mechia, and he asked him, and here we have a similar case of Ashion, who was also a teacher of Brysas, but in the yeshiva of Ami, Ashram Ami, so it's a similar story. The other answer is that the two answers are similar, because Rav Chia said to Eichi, Posef em kachlum, you can Posef during the Megillah and the Halel and the Eim and here we answer as well, Tayem ve Eim you can taste the Eim Bekachlum, and there's no problem about it at all, and from here we've got important Yisod, we can learn from the Gemara, we've got to know when to apply Chumras. It's all very well saying this is also and that is also but you see, when these two people were asked, even however important you imagine in the middle of Megillah and in the middle of Hallel, you would think that hey, you can't interrupt. Here as well, you think on a Tanus, you can't put anything in your mouth. Time it can taste the Embakachlum. You can have you can have Listerine. What? You can have the Listerine as long as you don't find it. No, not not on Tisha B'Av and. Yep. and Okay, no, but this is here we're talking about proper food. You want to put it in your mouth. Okay. Rashi says to see yeah. Rashi says to see if it needs seasoning. Yeah. Yeah. So you put put it in there. But that's the important cloud we can learn from this that you've got to know where when where and when to apply chorus. And that's why we say Kafta had Tara Odif. Because it's very easy. You ask somebody a shala and he says, you know, Mati do this, go to Anyone can answer that, go to Khomma. The Chachma is to know when you've got to go to the Chumrah and when you don't. And if you don't have to go to the Chumrah and you tell somebody that you should be Machmer, that's not the correct answer. That's not a correct Pesach. A Pesach is whatever the Halacha is. So they knew, these Rosh Hashivas knew exactly when you have to be Machmer and when you don't. Taninamahoki, this, uh, this uh, situation about that you can eat something is backed up by the following, because mit emes into no brocha, if tasting of food does not require brocha, but and it carries on, this is what is the thing, somebody who is fasting may taste food and there's nothing wrong with it, I'd come out until how much? They say that you can only taste up to the revere, the revere is between three and five fluid ounces. If you taste more than that, even if you don't swallow it, that you shouldn't do. You shouldn't do anything in your kitchen. Taste no, no. Well, the Mepharshim explained actually that here we're actually talking about he was a couple of private tarnas on himself oh. because because it says here <laughs> when it comes to the whole thing you notice the word is like this achila ushtia kabbalale did he accept upon himself achila ushtia what do you mean kabbalale yeah. if it's a proper tarnas it's not a matter of accepting you've oh. got to do that Kabbalah lay, the Mephoshim explained, we're talking about a private tarnas. Yeah. The private tarnas, well, well, which he took upon himself, is he allowed to taste yeah. or not? Yeah. So the thing, if it's more than Revis, he shouldn't even yeah. taste it. Yeah. Whoever greets his fellow in the morning before he dabbles Shemana Esra, it's regarded as if he had made a bomber. A bomber was like this. There was a Mizbeach in the base of Mikdosh. Most of the time, it was, you had to offer the kabonas there. You could not offer the kabonas on the bomber, which is a private misbehavior. There were certain times when you could, but most of the time you couldn't. So he's saying like this. If you're nice and shalom right, 
you are doing like what a person brings a carbon on a bomber he's leaving the main place the base of Megzosh and going to a bomber which is not allowed here as well you're, not, you're supposed to greet Hashem first by Dhamni Shemana Esra but you're going to somebody else and giving him more Hashivas than you are giving Hashem Shenem as it says do you sit hold back from greeting man Hashem Hashem of Apa who has breath in his nostrils in other words a, a human being Kivameh for with what is he deemed worthy but you can take that word and, and change the um, vowels on it and say El Obama you know, it's, it's, it's not Bamer but it's Bomber so it still teaches you that if you greet somebody and before you've done Mishra Esra it's like so you don't have to translate you don't have to change the vowels you can still use the word Bamer for with what justification do you give Hashivas to this man and not God by greeting this man before you pray to Hashem? But it's not with uh, Meashira. This is this is all talking about. Pardon? This would not apply with talking about Yira. He was scared of this. His life was in danger. This this wouldn't apply. Oh no! The Gemara is going to ask a question now, because here we're now talking before Shimon Esra. Before we're talking about Yira, Meshivan, etc., etc. We're talking about Kriyshma. Here we're talking about before we dive into Shimon Esra. Yeah. The answer the Gemara, the answer the Gemara, Kasha. Most of Rabbeinu's We said in between the paragraphs of Shema, you can ask somebody, you can greet somebody, which is before Shemana Esra. So how does that fit in with what Rav says? We said that you are now to interrupt in the paragraphs of Kriyat Shema. Either with Bnei Kovim, Bnei whatever it was, but this is before Shemun Esra. You can. So how can you do that? And for the Gemara and Tzugim, Rav Abba b'Mashkim Rav Abba says that what Rav said that Kolanos and Shalom Lachaveri Kodesh is no good, is only if you intentionally you get up early and you go to somebody's house and you go and greet him. That is Ke'ilu Bonaboma. But if you happen to meet him and think, ah, sure, that's okay, then it's all right to, to greet him. Let's just do a little bit more. A person is not allowed to do his personal business before he dumps in the morning. And that is halachalamaisa. You can learn, remember, we learned in the first period that you can learn before davening. There were some who even said you can't learn before davening, but we came out at the end of the Moscone of the Gemara was that you can learn before davening but you can't do work before davening right his own personal things Shinem as it says in the Posuk this is a Posuk in Tehillim Tzedek of Yehalech Tzidkos righteousness will come before him now others by davening you become righteous and then he will set his footsteps on the way in other words first daven to Hashem and then go and do your private business the Omer of Idiba Oven of Yusuf Ashion, Kol Hamisbalo of Achach Yotzel Derech, whoever first avens and afterwards goes on the road, and afterwards goes and does his private business, Hakoshbochu Oiseloi Chafosov. He has a Haftacha from Hashem, that he'll have a good day. Shinem, as it says, Sedek, the Fon of Yahalech, righteousness will precede him, the Yosem Derech for Omer, and then he should go on the way. In other words, Hashem is t- turning around and saying, if you stay, and you daven and it says in, 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 in the Gemara somewhere else I can't remember where it is but if you come at the beginning and you stay till the end then a Gospolka will make sure that your day will be a good day because since you have put Hashem first 
before your own personal business, Hakushbach will make sure that your personal business will be Masliach. Alright, okay, we'll leave it there.